What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fandom Talk. Today, we're talking about Avengers Endgame theories. We're talking about what's going on at the DCEU with Zack Snyder and Ezra Miller, the Fox Disney merger, of course. And we're also talking about Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. So take a listen and let us know what you think in the comments. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? We are back. It's been about a year. Maybe a little shorter than that. Who knows? Who's counting? But the Fandom Talk crew is back. We got some new, fresh meat in the Fandom Talk group, man. We are here to talk about some of the greatest topics going on right now in the media. I know you guys missed us. It's been a while. But always got to do that restructuring, regrouping, just making things better each and every day to continue to give you guys that consistent quality content that Fandom Anonymous brings to you each and every week. Let's go ahead and introduce the panelists, man. We're glad you guys joined us today. First up, I got my man Kevin Garland and the OG Kev. What's going on, Kev? What's happening, baby? Happy to be back in the saddle. Let's do this. All right, man. And new fresh meat to the group, my man Alex Hampton from Momentum Media. What's going on, Alex? What's up, Malcolm? How's everybody doing? I'm glad to be here. And by the way, fresh meat is a bad term. I am not in jail. Okay, <laughs> but you know, I'm here. We about to get it talking. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it, man. We are going to talk about some great topics, some things that are going on right now. No, we're not going to talk about R. Kelly. No, we're not going to talk about Justice Nolay. We're not going to talk about those things. We're about to hit you guys with some fresh stuff. But let's go ahead and get into our topics for the day, man. First up, we're talking about. Zack Snyder and his Justice League cut. Now, this is something that happens each and every single time a movie gets ready to come out from the DC universe. There's always mm-hmm. ends up Zack Snyder always comes out saying that there was some type of special cut. I'm gonna start first with the new guy. What's going on, Alex? Let me know what you feel about this Zack Snyder cut. So, you know, uh, for me, I feel like this this particular news. It's kind of pointless given the fact that, you know, Justice League came out, what, like three, two years ago, something of that mm-hmm. nature. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, um, I think Zack Snyder was a great director for Man of Steel. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate cut is actually good, not the theatrical cut. But this news, I just feel like he's tr- – and I don't want to say, like, he feel like he's trying to make himself relevant, but at the same time, I feel as though that – He's trying to get his name out in the spotlight. And, you know, I reported on this on my show, and I was just like, yo, like, honestly, I don't really feel the need to hear about this because it's not like we're going to see it. It's like Warner Brothers is not going to spend an additional 50 to $7 million to get all the actors back and to do his version of this movie. So that for him to continuously talk about or tease his cut of the Justice League, I'm sorry, it's it's kind to me. It's old news, and you're just getting like people like comicbook, comicbook.com, and other fanboys all rowdy for something that's never going to happen. He did mention about a script that he made uh, with uh, Chris Terrio that he made while doing uh, BBS. But at the same time, you know that script did sound interesting, but I didn't think it was interesting enough for a live action movie, especially into not introducing the the Justice League for the first time. So. For me personally, I think Zack Snyder needs to sit down, go direct something else, you know, or go do something independent or look at a different franchise. You know, I've always said that if if Zack Snyder is going to be a part of a film of any kind, I think he needs to be a producer, not a director. He's good visually, 
But telling a story, I don't think it really is his strong suit. So that's just me. Now, Kevin, one thing that Alex said, I'm going to let you get to your thoughts. One thing that Alex said hit me for a second. He said that maybe Zack Snyder needs to go direct something else. What would you want him to direct? And go ahead and give us your thoughts on this whole Justice League cut. Okay, well, first and foremost, um, Justice League is dead. Um, we know that that film did not turn out the way that anybody had envisioned it because of what the studio made <clears throat> Josh Wheaton do. Now, let's go back for a second. We know that the vision that Zack Snyder had for this film was not one that people necessarily wanted. The film was written and was in production before BVS came out. Once the studio realized that fans weren't digging it, they wanted to change stuff midway. That's always a bad sign for a film that has steam and that's in production that's rolling. Second thing is you bring Josh Wheaton in and you tell Josh Wheaton, hey, even with credits, this movie can't be over two hours. And the reason being is because they want to turn the theater over as many times. The minute you start going over two hours, you have less showings per day. So when you take those two creatives and put them in a box like that, Zack Snyder limiting what he can do, and then Josh Wheaton limiting what he can do, you get Justice League. Now, I said this to, to Malcolm, and I've been saying this for years. When you get Zack Snyder, the movies are going to be dark. It's going to be have a more serious tone. It's going to be, you know, kind of violent. I said from the jump, Zack Snyder is not the guy I want touching Superman. He's the guy I want to direct Wolverine, or he's the guy I want to make a Lobo movie. I want him to be able to use his talent to the best of his ability. If you have a friend that's good at baking cakes, you don't ask him to make lasagna. You tell him to bring a cake to the party. So that's my thoughts uh-huh. on Zack Snyder. And that friend just happens to be me because I'm good at baking cakes. Anyway. Yes, sir, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. to me, it's like, Zach, coach, you, you know how back in the day your mama used to tell you, you used to get, you was doing a little bit too much. Go, go on, on, go on, sit down now. Go, go in your mm-hmm. room. Go sit down. You, you, you get out of my face. You know, you know how they used to do it back in the day. So, and right. there's, but see, and because he's not connected to a company right now, there's nobody to, to tell him to go somewhere and sit down. He's just Zack Snyder out doing what he wants to do and saying what he wants to say. And there's no nobody to really rein him back in because he's just kind of right now, he's just kind of out there. So you normally know, in a situation like this, movie executives and people come to him and be like, hey, uh, we need you to take back that statement that you made. We need you to go ahead and say something in regards to what you said and how we need to kind of mush that down and get rid of it. We'll come back to it later. But because he's not connected to anybody, Warner Brothers can't tell him what to do. So he's really kind of out there just doing and saying whatever. And I think that that's what the issue is going on right now. Um since we're here, before we get to our next topic, and this is the return of Fandom Talk, I want everybody to be able to plug themselves. So, Alex, briefly, I want you to tell everybody who you are, what you do, and what are your plans and hopes and dreams for this adventure that we're about to embark on with the new wave of Fandom Talk. So, uh, my name is Alex, like, uh, like Malcolm said, and I have a YouTube channel called Momentum Media where we discuss, you know, movie news, uh, TV news, everything that's going in pop culture. I have three shows on my channel called Ask Alex, where I talk, where I get questions from my subscribers slash followers, and I answer them in regards to what's going on in Hollywood. On my channel, I also interview uh, celebrities on my channel as well. Uh, I got a new interview coming out with Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett this tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. 
And um, you can follow me on multiple social medias, like my Facebook at Momentum Media. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Alex Hampton. And you can follow me on Twitter on uh, Mr. Alex Hampton as well. And what I am willing to do on Momentum Media, kind of like what I do on my other show here on TV where I talk about just uh, superheroes, you know, just to really dive down into uh, our thoughts about certain things that are going on in uh, these different superhero movies slash TV shows, you know, really start a dope dialogue and hopefully start a movement. Well, okay. we appreciate you being here, man. We really do. We really, really do. Before we jump off into some other topics, I want to bring up Ezra Miller and the Flash. Now, there's been some more recent reports that have come out about this whole situation. And apparently, as of right now, it's reported, not factual. You guys know we only bring the facts here. It's reported that Ezra Miller is about to leave the Flash. There's another thing going on with the DCEU. Um, I, I, this, this company gives me faith and hope, and then they do stuff like this, and I lose all that faith and hope all over again. You know, I, I was sitting on the highway, Aquaman. I was like, oh, yeah, they're they, they doing something. They own they own popping. And then stuff like this comes out. Now, this week, Shazam comes out. I might feel good about DC again, and then something else might come out again and throw it all off. This is bad. And I'm going to tell you why this is bad, because this is a movie that's trying to uh, come together. This is a company that's trying to find their way, and they got good stuff coming out. Like apparently, everybody's loving Shazam. Everybody's loving Shazam. No, I'm not seeing too many people talk about it. It was certified fresh and Rotten Tomatoes, and stuff like this comes out, and it just puts a damper on them collectively. Now I'm, I'm gonna start with you, Alex, because I know my man Kevin. He got his bottle of water. I know he's about to go in on this Ezra Miller flash. So I'm gonna start with Alex. What are your thoughts? on Ezra Miller, this whole Flash issue. Okay, so let's, let's because I know this is a show about facts, let's, let's backtrack just a little bit, okay? So recently, well, not recently, about, about a week, yes, recently, about two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, it was reported that Ezra Miller was going to uh, write The Flash along with the uh, screenwriters of the movie. According to reports, he wanted to make The Flash a little bit darker, and this could be the potential reason why, uh, one of the reasons amongst the other reasons why this movie has not been made. Keep in mind, this movie has had multiple directors attached to this project and left for whatever reasons. Most of them, most of those reasons, according to reports, are creative differences, and we all know that's a bunch of bull, okay? So, um... Here's the thing. The reason why, and again, I'm just going by what's reported, the reason why Ezra Miller might be done with The Flash is because after he did Justice League, he was supposed to do a Flash movie, Flash, Flashpoint movie, whatever. He had, I think, uh, I think his contract was supposed to end at some point before, at some point after he did the Flash movie. But since the Flash movie never got made, it, uh, there's a clause in his contract where where if he doesn't make any Flash movies in a certain amount of years, um, that you know, Warner, Warner Brothers can drop him by their fault, or they can re up with him, right? So Ezra Miller, he's he's and you can look this stuff stuff up on YouTube. Ezra Miller has been making slight hints about the movie and saying you know he's not really all that excited about a movie. And now that I've given those facts, like here's my take on this personally. I thought 
Ezra Miller's Flash in the Justice League movie was actually kind of cool to see. Um, I like Grant Gustin's version of the Flash on TV better. I think they should just leave him as the Flash. But anyway, um, I think that him being done with the Flash really doesn't necessarily hurt DC for these reasons. Granted, yeah, we were supposed to get a Flash movie, but they've been fumbling the ball with every director, every screenwriter. They've had to recast people. Like, they've been funneling the ball to the point where after the third time I just accepted that we're not getting a Flash movie anytime soon, I'll watch the Flash TV show. The reason why I honestly believe it's not hurting the Warner Brothers is because it's kind of like you said. To a degree, they have a high off of Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and arguably Man of Steel. And now, uh, you know, Shazam had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if it's still 100% now, but about two weeks ago it was 100% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They're, they are trying to lay, lay the groundwork. Now, as you guys know, DC is probably recasting Superman. We know they're recasting Batman. And it wouldn't behoove me if they were to do a Flash movie where they reset everything and cast everybody else, recast everybody else. Honestly, I don't really think, you know, fans are going to be up in arms about this particular project not happening. But at the same time, it does make DC look bad to a degree saying that they can't even establish a simple movie. First of all, I had beef with Ezra Miller trying to make Flash a dark character because inherently he's not a dark character. You know, like, I put Barry Allen and Bruce Wayne in the same boat. They essentially both lost their parents. Bruce Wayne went dark. Barry Allen turned light. You know, he took that situation and made the best out of it. So did Bruce, but we all know Bruce is a brooding, basically a brooding badass in a sense. So uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash, you try, try to make him a, 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 a dark character. He's never been dark. Read any comic book about the Flash from when he was created up until the New 52 run. There's no issue of him being, um, being, uh, being dark. Read any iteration of an animated movie or cartoon series. Never been dark. Even the current TV series that's on the CW. There are dark moments, but he's not a dark character. So I thought the way they were even going about this so-called rewrite was stupid in the beginning with. So I think personally, um, him not being the Flash is not going to necessarily hurt DC slash Warner Brothers. I do think they should focus on Shazam and then possibly focus on the next uh, movie that hopefully is not Birds of Prey, but something else better than that and try to restructure the DC Universe. Keep in mind, Ezra Miller's only really played Flash twice. Do you really think that the fans are really going to care that much? You know, we saw him in BVS for like that split second, and then that was it. And then we saw him in Justice League. If someone were to say to me, if we were to read a report tomorrow, hey, he's done playing the Flash, I'm cool because I got the Flash TV show. But that's where I'm at with that. And, and I got to really take, take a note of what you just said there because – I feel the same way. The Flash TV show does it for me for anything in regards to the Flash. Um, you're you're right. I don't I don't need Ezra Miller. First of all, I didn't like the fact that he ran like a like a freshman cross country runner. Okay, that's mm-hmm. one thing I didn't agree with. But now mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take his thunder because my man Kevin Gosling. We we always talk every day about this stuff. That's why I'm glad Phantom Talk was back. 
But he said something real key, and I know he knows what I'm talking about the other day, about Ezra, not Ezra, well, Ezra Miller, that's his, that's his name. He said something real key about Ezra. Kev, go ahead and let us know your thoughts about this. You you talking about the Warner Brothers thing with him? That's right. Okay, so to to talk about Ezra Miller's contract, there's there's one piece uh, that my man Alex and Alex, you you you, you knocked it out of the park. There's two things I want to add to what you were saying. Number one, um, he brought in Grant Morrison to take the script that was already there, and he wants to make it a darker film. Now, I'm not necessarily sure what darker film means. I don't know if he means a darker Barry Allen or just a darker subject matter. Period. But either way, I agree with you. That character shouldn't be there uh, in, in the darkness like that. That's not what these movies should be for him as, as a character. You're exactly right. Him and Bruce Wayne kind of share that origin story that a lot of people share where their parents get killed in the comics or whatever. And I think Batman is one of those who's, whose darkness uh, has been embraced by the fans. And those same fans will pick up a Flash comic book for the exact opposite reason, right? So I agree with you there. Right. The thing that you got you have to look at with Ezra Miller is there's something else about Warner Brothers that nobody's talking about. Ezra Miller is credence in the Harry, the new Harry Potter movies. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that last movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, oh, well, I'm getting ready to tell you. At the end mm-hmm. of that movie, he could be Dumbledore's long-lost brother. So the thing about this is the, the only reason I think Warner Brothers was even entertaining this whole him rewriting the script and everything is because he's a, he's a star in one of their biggest franchises on the other side of the game over there. Mm-hmm. So with that, that, that brought him some star power. And I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. why we know this and they have a history of that, because they let Ben Affleck try to do a Batman script, right? So they'll give you, mm-hmm. if you're a star, you know, because Affleck has, has directed a couple of pictures over there. Oh, and by the way, the one he won the Oscar for was the Warner Brothers movie. So right. they'll give right. you some leeway to try to see see if they can, you know, let you breathe a little bit and say, okay, well, you don't like it. We'll turn something in and we'll see what we can do or whatever. Knowing full on well at the end of the day, they're going to do what they need to do. I agree mm-hmm. with y'all wholeheartedly that nobody is beholden to Ezra Miller as the Flash. He's been the Flash in movies mm-hmm. three times. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was BBS, Suicide Squad, and Justice League. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, his screen time for those three pictures, it's, it's not even worth talking about, right? So right. I told Malcolm, if, if I was going to cut ties with one of these characters or any of these characters and recast, this is the time you do it. Justice League mm-hmm. was a flop, universally panned, and you move forward with the good parts. Now, I do think Ezra Miller was well regarded from the Justice League movie. I think people liked his character um, or whatnot, but they, the universe can live on. And see, the more that they change things and do these new movies, see, Shazam, whether people want to admit it or not, that's their Superman now. That's their yeah. guy. Shazam's power yeah. set is a mirror of Superman, pretty much, right? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now they have that person that can fly in the screen and do that. Oh, and he can do it with some comedy, too. So, mm-hmm. yes, they're going to recast Superman at a certain point, but they don't have to do it right now because they kind of got one. So mm-hmm. if I was going to recast, I would do it exactly right now. But I, I definitely agree with you guys. I don't watch The Flash on CW anymore. However... If you look at how popular this show is and kind of what's going on right now, they can hold up on Flash. They really can. Mm-hmm. But I want to say this, and then we can move on to the next topic uh, of Malcolm So Chooses. I think the ball is rolling for DC now because Justice League is in our rearview mirror. And if you notice, if you really notice, Zack Snyder is the only person talking about it. Warner Brothers isn't exactly. talking about movies. 
They're not trying to connect all this stuff right now. They're just trying to get butts and seats and give you a quality product. So mm-hmm. uh, whether we like it or not, Suicide Squad was a hit financially. Um, you have Wonder Woman. Aquaman just put up more money than any DC character ever has, even the Dark Knight. So they're on a the roll. So now you got Sazam getting ready to drop. Like you said, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody's in love with it. You're going to get the Joker movie coming this fall, which, which may or may not be good. And then you're going to come back around Wonder Woman before. You know, so we, we just got – they got a lot going on, and it's not even worth holding up all that whole thing for Ezra Miller. Like, get him out of there. Yeah, I, I for one, feel like he needs to go. And, and I still feel like because I didn't like the fact how he runs. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Um, well, let's, let's talk about the big thing that's on everybody's mind right now that'll segue us into the next – Realm, but I want my man Kevin Garson to drop on in and plug yourself, man. Let everybody know who you are. Most people who watch the Phantom Talk Show know who you are, but we got some. We're gonna have some new, new, new heat and some new listeners, man. So let everybody know about Kevin Garson. Hey, man. Look, I, I am just a comic book fan from from long, long time ago. I'm still an avid comic book reader, um, and I'm a photographer. So everybody can come see my work at Hubster Picks uh, on IG and uh, on Facebook. I've slowed down a lot because I've been working a whole lot, but I'm working on a whole new relaunch. So I have a website and all that coming soon where I can show you kind of what I've been up to here recently. But, yeah, just come check out my pictures. I do a lot of cosplay photos and stuff like that. So uh, just come check me out. But I'm just I'm happy to be here and ready to talk. Let's do this. Let's, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and get into it. The Fox-Disney merger. I'm going to let my man Kevin go ahead and start on this. Okay, so this is what we all been waiting for, and I know – it's, it's, we're we missing one of our guys tonight that has a, a stark contrast and viewpoint to how I feel about this, but I, and I wish he was here. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm cool with this merger. Uh, I'm glad it happened. And this is the only reason why. If Fox was doing a good job with the property they had over there, then I maybe would be against this. But you have to understand something. We are all comic book fans, and we want to see these characters shine in the best light. I don't care whose logo flashes before the movie starts as long as the movie's good. And unequivocally, I cannot sit here and tell you that Fox has done a great job with their X-Men franchise or the Fantastic Four. If you really look at it, and this is my honest to God opinion, Fox had the better part of the Marvel Universe when it comes to the cinematic universe that they could have had versus what characters Marvel had starting theirs off. You know, um, and, and you look at it and it's just like we are 23 movies deep into the MCU and we're using B and C squad characters that nobody knows. And we love them for that, right? But then when you look at you look at Fox and they got the X-Men and they got so many people like I mean you got the X-Men and then you got all the villains that goes along with that. You got the Fantastic Four and when they put Galactus on the screen, Jesus, he was a cloud. Like Galactus was a cloud. Not even the, the huge purple guy that we like, right? So I'm, I'm like this. If you're not going to use those characters and not going to do anything with them, then bring them on home. And there's always going to be a difference between Marvel and everybody else, and I'll tell you why. Marvel, I know it's under Disney umbrella, so let's, I don't want to forget that, but they are a comic book company that is making comic book movies, right? Everybody else is a film studio that's just trying to make movies, and there's a difference. Because all those film studios like Sony and, and, and Warner Brothers and all of them, they have other projects they're working on. Kevin Feige and Marvel are just working on Marvel stuff, and they can focus 100% on that, and that's where their money goes, blah, 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 blah. So with that being said, 
I want my characters and, and the, the, thing, the people I grew up reading about and, and dreaming about to be in a place where they can be used as best as possible. So I'm happy about the merger. I know there's some other viewpoints saying that, hey, if we let one company own everything, they're going to control it all or whatever. But my point is this. I would much rather see what Kevin Feige is going to do with Apocalypse as opposed to what Brian Singer did in that abomination of a movie. So with that, with that being said, I'll pass it on to somebody else. Now, so one thing about the Apocalypse movie was the first 15 minutes of that movie was the, was the best. If the movie Fire. continued like that, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Absolutely. We would. Fire. Fire. My man, Alex, before I let Alex go, um, for me, I've, I've been joyous about this for the longest and for the same reasons that Kevin said. If we were getting fire movies from Fox in the first place, we would not have been arguing for a change of arm. We wouldn't. We really would not have. We've been still going to see these movies content having nothing to complain about. But we were not getting a quality product. That's like you go on the subway and you get a sandwich and you ask for what you want on it. You ask for the mustard and the mayonnaise to be on the bottom part of the bread. You get home and it's not like you want it. And you go back again and they mess your sandwich up again and again and again and again. After a while you say, you know what? I'm going to start going to Publix and getting my sandwiches because apparently y'all can't get it right. Publix has some good sandwiches. And we want a good sandwich. That's all we want. But I'm gonna let Alice take it over, man. I had to get my sandwich <laughs> reference in there, man. <laughs> Got to. Got to get sandwich right. Go ahead, so, Alice. Let me uh, know. I uh, okay. So I I partially agree with y'all, but with y'all both said, okay, because you guys are. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but you guys are telling the truth in a certain aspect. But you have to keep in mind, Disney absorbed all of Fox, so that means plenty of the apes. Aliens, every single property that they did at Fox in regards to their movies, not just the X-Men. Now, personally, I agree with Kevin when he said, to a degree, you know, Fox had the better better characters. I mean, you look at, like, Cyclops' run and on comic books, like, yo, like, they could have told an amazing story with these different X-Men characters. Now, here's what I will say. The bad X-Men films that I have seen from Fox, and just the bad ones, are X-Men 3, Wolverine Origins, uh, uh, the second, uh, the, 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 the sequel to the Wolverine Origins, uh, what was the other one, uh, Apocalypse, Rise of Apocalypse or Fall of Apocalypse, something like that. So my favorite X-Men movies, to be honest with you, are Days of Future Past, Logan. Um, I like uh, X-Men First Class, X-1 and X-2. I think out of what everything I just named to a degree, they're on an even playing field. Now, you have to keep in mind, there are fans who love the X-Men the way they are. Now, I am not a huge fan of what they did in the latest movie with Apocalypse. Oh, and also, let me uh, name Deadpool 1 and 2, because those are X-Men films as well. Um, where, so, I think that they had a, a, a start, they had a they had a, a a universe. That's a better word. A universe where it didn't necessarily connect to a uh, to a degree, but each fan understand understood what they were getting into when they went into an X Men movie. So personally, I think they did somewhat of a good job managing their characters. Aside from you know like Warner Brothers managing their DC characters, but that's another story. So for me personally, I look at it like this. 
Most fans didn't even want the merger. When I, they did like, because here's the thing, like, when I look at the characters that we have now and the, the actors who are playing them, I can't see them gelling in the MCU, like, as they are now. Now, obviously, if you reboot them, that'd be dope. I would love to see Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, interacting with, like, well, with Tony Stark. Now, that would be hilarious. I would love that. Where I disagree with you guys is that not to, I don't believe that many people were calling for this to happen for these reasons. Remember, Comcast was in the run to keep uh, Fox separate. They were in the run. At one point, they outbid Disney for a good little minute. And then Comcast was like, and then Disney was like, nah, I'll drop $60 billion. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, yo, like we, you know, like they wanted, you have to keep in mind, Disney didn't want the, the Fox, just not for their X-Men Marvel characters. But, you know, I look at, you know, the, the Planet of the Apes run. All three movies, amazing. Uh, some of their Alien movies, like the, the first one and maybe the, the latest one, are, are somewhat good movies. But we both know if it's in Disney's hands, it would be done perfectly. The Predator series, same way. They just had a Predator movie came out last year. Terrible film. But it's in Disney's hands now. So now that Disney can make the right film. The one thing I know about Disney, since they own Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, DreamWorks, they, earn all, they own all of this content, all of these divisions. They know how to tell stories. Kevin Feige says something very important. And this is why I want you guys to understand. He says something important. We don't hire people who want to get Oscars. We hire storytellers. There's a reason why the Russo brothers are doing what they're doing with the Avengers because they knew how to tell a story. Keep in mind, before they ever did any Marvel movie, they, the last movie they did was a low-budget comedy that didn't hit, didn't, didn't hit that well. But Kevin Foggy saw something within them that said, hey, you know what? These guys can tell a story. Let's give them Winter Soldier. Oh, they did great. Let's give them Civil War. Now let's give them Infinity War. Now we about to get in game. You know, so it's, you have to understand that there's so much more than just the MCU. Now, if we're talking just strictly just the MCU, would I love to see the X-Men interact with the, with the Avengers? Yes, because I would love to see, you know, Galactus be the big bad uh, for the next. Because honestly, I didn't see, after Thanos, I'm like, yo, who's next? People kept saying, like, you know, uh, uh Adam Warlock, but I'm like, no, nah, that's a Guardians villain. And, you know, Tony Stark could take Adam. It doesn't take the whole squad to do that. So I'm like, who, who, honestly, who could be next? And people said, oh, it would be Kang. And I'm like, ah, I could see that, but Kang's not really, you know, like, he's not really on the Marvel tip like that. So the next logical thought to plan another good 10 years, the next end game has to be Galactus. So I think, although it was a smart move for Disney to buy Fox, given the content that they had in regards to the MCU and the X-Men properties, Deadpool properties, and other properties. I feel as though not a lot of people were calling for this, man. And, like, keep in mind, like, you know, I'd rather, I personally, from a fan standpoint, I'd rather Marvel have X-Men. But for me, I'm like, you know, when they were promoting New Mutants, when, remember when that New Mutants trailer came out and it came out? I wanted right. to see that movie. Now, it's, we, there's a possibility it ain't coming out because, I, like you said, Fox didn't know what they were doing, which I agree with that point. I do agree with that point that 
some of the movies that they had lined up, like this uh, whole uh, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix movie, I really don't think they know what they're doing with this movie. I really think they literally just paid the actors and said, hey, go do this, we'll shoot it, yada, 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 edit it, and then we're going to change the release date. But I really think the people in this movie don't care from watching the trailers. Like, they really don't care. So for me, I agree with the fact that in some of their properties, X-Men properties, they have dropped the ball. But when I look at X-Men 1, X-Men 2, especially X-Men 2, I'm like, yo. They, like, they were murdering kids, for Christ's sake, in that movie. Like, that, that's like a bar that I haven't seen since, like, Infinity War. You had that, and then you had Deadpool, what Deadpool did in Deadpool 1 and 2. And, and then you had Logan. Logan went straight dark. Like, yo, like, these movies, in my opinion, were classics. If I had to switch it up, I would, I would have Disney buy Fox, but let's keep some select characters. Not all of them, just some select ones. So, personally, I'm, a, I'm glad that Disney does own Fox to explore their Marvel characters. However, I do think, to a degree, when I look at the lineup that they did have that was good, I'm like, yo, like, you know, it kind of sat well with Fox, to a degree, to a degree. So, and, honest, and I didn't really like Brian Singer as a director, but I cannot act like he didn't direct some good films. He did direct some, but not a lot of them. So that's where I'm at with that merger. One thing, I know one thing you said was the fans. We didn't call for it. But we have to recognize who actually called for it. Fox called for it. Fox was the one that said, hey, we want to sell this. We're tired of making crap. Basically. They said, we want to just focus on news and our sports division, and we right. want to sell our movies so it was right. never a situation uh, and of course you could still look at it as the fans didn't want it but at the end of the day it was fox that did want it they wanted to make that move they wanted to make that change um i i, I look at it both of you guys made the points about some of those how some of those movies just weren't good and and they weren't um but one thing about it is Something had to be done at the end of the day, or they were just going to keep tanking and tanking and tanking and tanking to a point where we probably still would have reached the same where we are now. We probably still would have got to the point where they were trying to sell it. What was Comcast really going to do? You know what I'm saying? If they bought Fox right. these properties, keep it uh, nothing would have. You know, I think could somebody ask that for Comcast would. I think if Comcast would have bought them, things would have stayed the same, if I'm being honest with you. Because Comcast is not a movie company. They're a phone right. company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. They, they just provide us cable TV and allow mm-hmm. us to watch those same tired movies on FX if we have Comcast cable. Right. You know, so Comcast was really in a position of just being money hungry and not idea-oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, they just would have. It just would have been. It's like it's like buying up Boardwalk on Monopoly, and you have no plans of putting houses or hotels on it. You just didn't right. want anybody else to get it, right? You know, you had no plans, no thought, no thought process, no anything, and that that segues us to our next um, topic. Before we segue, can I can I say go something, ahead. please? I'm so go sorry. I want to I want to go back to the, the X Men piece, and I know uh, we got some uh, we got a little bit of a and it's, it's a good healthy discussion about whether the fans wanted it or not. 
I think from my standpoint, I saw a lot of memes, a lot of people, you know, post stuff on the Internet and, and make jokes about the X-Men going home. And it was really, really big when the Fantastic Four movie came out, the one that Josh Trank did that didn't do well at all. Right. But I want to point something out. Uh, I'm on Box Office Mojo, and I'm just looking at the U.S. gross for the X-Men movies. Now, I'm speaking X-Men, X2, X3, Wolverine, uh, Origins, First Class, just the, the title, the movie that had X-Men in the title. And I can tell mm-hmm. you wholeheartedly, outside, this is excluding Deadpool, you don't have a movie in that franchise that made over $235 million domestically. Mm-hmm. That is very, very bad. Now, mm-hmm. some of these movies did very well overseas, so I'm, I'm, I'm excluding the worldwide portion. I'm just talking about us here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right now, you got Captain Marvel sitting at 3.30 here in the U.S. So while we, while, yeah, maybe the fans didn't necessarily call for y'all to send it to Disney, the fans have voted with their money here in the U.S. and said, we ain't going to see this shit. X-Men mm-hmm. Apocalypse yeah. made 155 the whole time it was in theaters here in the States. The budget mm-hmm. on it was reported $175 million. So you have to look at this. Yeah. The first X-Men movie comes out in 2000, and you have to look. During this whole time all these X-Men movies came out, you had the Dark Knight trilogy that went over and did a billion dollars. You had Iron Man that came out, Iron Man 2. So you have a lot of movies that came in and just left the X-Men in the dust. And my thing is, when I was watching these X-Men movies in 2000, I was, my mind was blown. I'm like, wow, this is what this could be. This is great or whatever. And then you go and see what somebody else is doing with this stuff when they take it serious. Now, Deadpool and Logan, I think, are their best movies. And Logan is, the story of Logan is one where they would not give those guys $150 million to make that movie. They made that movie for under $100 million, right? But they had, so they Mm -hmm. had to take $60 million off the budget to be able to make the movie that they wanted to do. See, that's the difference between Fox and Disney. Disney knows exactly you need to go spend that money to make this thing look good. Fox is saying, mm-hmm. no, we can't spend that. And it's not because they hate Wolverine or hate the characters because, just like you talked about before, we got the Predator, we got the Alien movie, we got so much stuff over here we got to deal with that, that we can't give you $150 million to, to make this movie because we got to spread this money around. So I, I agree mm-hmm. with you on that point. But I want to say that the box office for these movies is terrible. Um, it, and I'm, I'm really focusing on the later ones because the early box office, like the first X-Men doing $157 million, that was great. You know what I mean? So I want to put it in perspective. That was 2000, so that was great. So we, we can move on. I don't want to belabor the point, but but yeah, it, it, it was time. Yeah, it, it was time because time should, it, it should, you should know time when, like Kevin said earlier, Galactus was a cloud of smoke. Yeah. That's, that's time. <laughs> like, oh, come on in the house. Come on in the house. It's right, getting dark. <laughs> hey, what's um? So get a what, little big what, guy. Um, <laughs> there you go. Then you already knew I was going. <laughs> yeah, I knew right, you get that. So I'm getting low. <laughs> I'm getting low. <laughs> but let's move on, guys. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is the new mutants, and that's what Kev, Kevin and and both Alex brought up. <laughs> I don't even want to see this movie. One, I don't do horror movies. And two, I just like it's going to be trash. And while we're always already talking about New Mutant, let's go ahead and throw Dark Phoenix in there as well because I heard something else. I heard Dark Phoenix being said by both of you guys. I'm going to just drop my points on it real quick. Dark Phoenix is coming out. It's done already. But it looks like trash from the trailer. The trailer really gave away the whole movie because that's just how bad it is. It was like, well, we're going to show you, we're going to kill Mystique. 
We're going to show you this is going to happen the same exact way that it happened in X3, The Last Stand, which that movie, I did go back, back and watch X3 recently. And I, I didn't have any real complaints about it, you know, but it just fell flat. You know, I hadn't watched it in a while. That might have been it. I hadn't watched it in a while. And I, and I enjoyed watching it for what it was, not for what it should have been. Um, but New Mutants shouldn't even come out. They should just go ahead and throw it on Disney Plus or just throw it on Hulu or Netflix or something. I mean, The Gifted is better than New Mutants and Dark Phoenix. I had an older guy today, and this is something me and Kevin talk about all the time. You never know who is into this comic book stuff and movies and sci-fi stuff. I'm at work. I work for a cell phone company. And working on the phone, and we just, I don't even know how the conversation got to it. But, um, no, I, I mentioned the fact that I go to a lot of comic book conventions, and he he perked up. He was like, oh, really? Uh, I, I watch a lot of those type of shows on TV. He said, he just started rattling off shows, rattling off plot points of the shows. Like, this is the older guy, that older white male that I would not have thought was into this type of stuff. You never know who you run across and who you're talking to who's into this. And he talked about how much he liked The Gifted, how much he liked um, Cloak and Dagger, how he was ready for it to come back this week. So that, that goes to show you that people appreciate quality stuff. And the Dark Phoenix movie and the New Mutants movie does not look quality. First of all, both of these movies are two years behind. They got moved three or four times. It's like these movies were doing cha the cha-cha slide, slide to the left. Slide yep. to the left. Slide to the left, you know. <laughs> and you wonder, like, the DJ, is your CD bad or something, man? What, what's going on? And they just kept moving them and moving them and moving them. But I I, I don't want it. I could care less. Now, am I going to go see it? Yes, because I'm a firm believer, and I know Kevin believes this, I know Alex believes this, in developing your own opinion. We live in such a culture where there's so much clickbait out, where people start to just go by what they read instead of what they put their own eyes and ears to. I despise that from the skin of my teeth, and teeth don't even have skin. But I'm going to let you hit this one first, Kevin. What you think? You know, this is one of those things where, um, you know, looking at Dark Phoenix and New Mutants and, and, and everything that's going along with it, it sounds terrible. It sounds like it's a mess. Um, so let's talk about New Mutants real quick. Maisie Williams, uh, the, the, the girl from uh, Maisie Williams, excuse me, the girl from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, which I love her, her as an actor. She came out and said they're supposed to be doing reshoots to make it scary, and the reshoots haven't happened yet. And I know um, that uh, on Alex's show, he had mentioned, and he saw the reporters like I did, that we're going to be watching this thing on the streaming service at some point, maybe Hulu, maybe Disney Plus. I know that that's a uh, you know that, that's a possibility. And then you switch over to Dark Phoenix, and you have Alexandra Ship making her comments today, and and, and, and everything that's kind of going on with it, which is I, I, it's just completely crazy. But when you look at everything that's going on with this right here, to me, this just seems like, hey, look, we were making these things, and then we realized that this merger was going through. And one thing that uh, that I just found out today that came out was um, the director from uh, Dark Phoenix or whatnot, uh, Simon Kinberg, came out and said the reason why the marketing has been so crazy for it it's because all the marketing folks that usually do this stuff over at Fox don't work there anymore. Those guys either got new jobs or, or accepted positions with Disney, but they're not in the room anymore. So this movie is throwaway, and, I, and these two movies are both throwaway, and they're limbo because I, it's exactly what Alex said earlier. 
Kevin Feige is probably going to recast these folks. Hey, well, there's no problem in it because I wouldn't move forward with any of these people as, as my X-Men folks. And they're going to they're gonna go and, and redo this. And they have to because if you don't recast them, you take on the problems of their universe and you bring to the MCU. If Wait, you recast them... Let me say something about that real quick. According ahead, to Alexander Schiff, ain't nobody getting no recasted. Just because a merge has happened, recasting ain't going to happen. Let Alexander Schiff said it. She's in this movie. She said Yeah, she also played a lead in the Lifetime movie, so I'm straight. But, uh, but I'm, so I'm, straight. I'm straight on what she's talking about. But, you know what I'm saying? But, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I just want to say that, hey, look, man, these movies got caught up in limbo. And this merger happened, and they're gonna come out. Nobody's gonna really care, and we're gonna move on. That's just what I think is gonna happen, you know. Okay, because I'm sure we're gonna jump on uh, Dark Phoenix in a little bit. So let me get let me address this lady's con, uh, comments first, Miss Alexandria. We, we yeah, on both of them. We will talk about both of them. So if you want to, if you want to jump to either one, we're on both of them. Okay, so I'm gonna address both of them. But first, let me address this young lady's comments. Um, first of all. You know, if anybody who's listening to this episode of Phantom Talk, I want you guys to hear me hear me clearly, okay? There is no actor in the world that I know of, at least, except for if you're maybe Steven Spielberg. No, you're not. I mean, he's not an actor. I mean, like Ben Affleck or maybe Matthew McConaughey. But aside from them and maybe some others, there is no actor in the world, especially a young actor deciding whether they're going to get recast in a movie or not. What she doesn't realize is that these are big people owning a major property that she has nothing to do with, really. She doesn't own the rights to, has, or doesn't have anything, any say in it at all. All she does is read the script, act the script, get paid, and go home. That's it. So if anybody believes anything that she says, I'm sorry, you need some prayer because they're going to recast her. I'm sure everybody else, keep in mind, like, I think uh, she plays Storm. You know, like, I'm sure Black Panther and Storm are going to get together and this ain't going to be an R. Kelly version of, of the older Black Panther dating a young Black Storm. This ain't going to happen. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, they're going to recast her and make maybe an older Storm. And if they do do the uh, Black Panther slash Storm run, you know, clearly Storm is going to be very old. Well, not very old, but old enough where they're, you know, Black Panther and Storm are together. So that's my take on her comments. Now, as far as the new movie, movie, I said when they when they decided to do reshoots that this movie should die. Um, I did like the trailer, I'm not going to lie, but I felt like this movie was out of place for two reasons. Most people who know the one reason, uh, well, first reason, most people who know the X-Men know the X-Men as these teen characters who have these powers who really don't know how to use them, who go on these crazy, action-packed adventures. This is a horror movie. Granted, the first trailer for me was appealing, but I said, I don't know how this is going to work amongst fans. I don't don't know how it's going to work. You're telling, to me, it was like when I seen the trailer, I don't even know if the trailer is still on YouTube anymore. But the trailer was basically showing us, like, paranormal activity with Get Out and a whole bunch of other movies rolled into one with these kids who supposedly have powers that we didn't really see them use in the trailer. 
So for me personally, I thought it was interesting from a horror aspect, but from a comic book aspect, I said this movie should die, period. Like, I was like, yo, you know, this should be a fan film that's put on YouTube or Vimeo or, like, you know, since Disney now owns Fox, which means they own a portion of Hulu now, maybe this will go on the Hulu. This, to me personally, this movie ain't even good enough to go on Hulu. Like I said, it should be either a fan film or a, a Vimeo short or something because it just, you know, anybody who's ever read New Mutants knows that this they are not, they are not these oddball characters who are going through demonic things. That's not them. If anything, the New Mutants are the new version of the Justice League, i.e. New Mutants. So that's, that's where I'm at with that film. As far as, you know, the cast coming out saying, you know, hey, you know, when are the, uh, uh, the reshoots going to start? If, a, if the actor has to go on public media, whether it's internet, <laughs> TV, radio, whatever, and have to ask when are the reshoots are going to be starting, that can tell you that this movie is dead in the water. And like Kevin yep. said, like Kevin said, there was a report that, keep in mind, uh, Keep in mind, when Disney bought Fox, they immediately terminated a lot of people. Immediately. That doesn't mean that they weren't paid severances. So I'm sure they got terminated very happy and still having a good, consistent check. But keep in mind, there were people who were terminated immediately. And like Kevin said, there were people in that marketing division either got a new jobs or went to a different division within Disney. So that could be, you know, that, that should tell you that this movie probably is never going to happen. If it does happen, we're probably not going to see it any like anytime soon. You know, so for me personally, is a New Mutants movie needed for the fans? Probably not. I don't think so. Now to address the uh, the Dark Phoenix comments, like I, the Dark Phoenix thing, like I addressed earlier. Personally, from every trailer that I, trailer that I've seen, let me just say this because it just came to my mind. Remember when the first trailer came out and it said, like, I believe it said, like, February 25th? The very next day, they changed the release date for next year. The very next day. And then the director of the movie says, oh, the reason why we changed is because we want to work on the more special effects. So why put out a trailer with yes, the sir. release date? Then why put a trailer with the release date of 2018? It's now 2019, and we get now 2019 rolls around. And we get all of this, 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 this press for Dark Phoenix. And don't get me wrong, if anyone who's ever read Dark Phoenix, go comic book. What I'm seeing from this movie is not good. Like they're showing too much. Kind of like how Batman vs Superman showed us too much. A lot of the reason why Batman vs Superman is so bad is not only because of how it was directed and how the story was told, but literally, if you put together the first trailer of Batman vs. Superman and the last trailer with the Batman vs. Superman and then you fill in the middle trailer with all the TV spots, there's your movie right there within 10 minutes. You do the same thing with this movie, there's your movie right there within 10 minutes. I can tell you how this movie's going to end, and it won't be much of a spoiler to me or to anybody who's been paying attention very closely. So personally... This movie, for me, I think that since they have already done the marketing for it, and according to reports, they've already finished the movie, 
So, it, like, people at Disney and other media pundits have seen the movie. So, you know, they've seen the movie and they've said some things about it. You know, I just listened to John Campy about uh, uh, a few days ago uh, talking about this movie. He said, you know, some of his closest friends have seen the movie and listen, it, it's atrocious, according to them. Like, it's literally all over the place. When I think of this movie, I think of the Suicide Squad movie. I think of nothing but a lot of craziness that shouldn't be there. So, personally, um, Dark Phoenix, I just... I put it like this. This is where studios have to understand their properties. They have to understand their properties and their characters. You cannot make crap and think people are going to be okay with it. You cannot. I said, you know, when they were promoting and doing a Venom movie, I said, listen, I don't know how this is going to go because I think it's going to be crap. When the movie came out, apparently it did so well, got greenlit for a second one. I didn't really like the movie that much. It wasn't crap, but it wasn't all that great either. So I'm just like, okay, Fox, like, I really have this belief that Fox, to a degree, just did not care. Like, watch the trailer. These people who are acting in the trailer, it's like, it's kind of like how we're talking now. They really don't care. Like, it's not believable. Not believable. I like, when people are being scared that Gene is attacking them, I don't really believe that they're scared. That's how unbelievable this movie seems to me you know and my wife is like babe you know i'm an excellent fan i really gotta go see it. i really got i'm like okay you can go by yourself because i ain't going <laughs> like i'm not going so but but you know for me i just think that disney you know they have to they have to release the movie given the press for it it's already done i look at it like this and same for new mutants as well if they don't put out this movie i have a feeling they're gonna receive a significant loss maybe a good 50 to hundred million dollars and you know if I'm the one of the execs of Disney or if I'm Bob Iger at Disney losing a hundred million dollars that means somebody or a group of people are getting fired if I'm one of them that's just me and like my last final point to Kevin's point about uh, the X-Men movies not doing so well this kind of ties in back to this anytime a movie doesn't do well domestically not worldwide but domestically you can bet that maybe 50 to 100 employees at that studio got fired. You have to understand that when you, when a movie doesn't mm-hmm. do bad, when a movie does bad, it's somebody's job that's on the line. So I'm sure Disney has to do what they have to do to cut their losses before they terminate more people. So that's where I'm at with that. I got a place where these movies can go. Crackle. Just throw them on the <laughs> But definitely, you guys, both you guys' points were awesome. Um, before we move forward, I'm just going to plug myself. You guys don't know me. My name is Malcolm, and you're listening to Phantom Talk from Phantoms Anonymous. We have grown so much in the last couple of years. Uh, we've come a long way from that first conversation. December 28th, 2016, I had with my man Kevin Garth on the phone about what I was planning to do, where I was going to go with this, and where we have come with this. Um, the support that you guys continue to give is outstanding, and it is very, very, very appreciated. Um, we're just here to make sure we give you guys quality, consistent quality content all the time. And just make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it be on here on YouTube, on Facebook, and definitely on Instagram. We've really been bumping it up on Instagram a lot lately. We got new stuff coming up. We're going to a lot more conventions this year. 
um, in different places and locations. So we're going to have a good time this year. Um, we really are. We really, really are. Now, one of the big things that we're going to end this on is you guys know what's coming. Tomorrow is the first day of April, and we're going to be counting down the days until Avengers Endgame. And I want to talk yeah, to you guys baby. about that theories for Avengers Endgame. For me, I really have not been theorizing on this movie. I want to go into this movie. Like, I haven't been clicking on another, you know, spoiler thing or set photo because I really want to go to this movie with a large expectation and know it's going to deliver. I will be going to this movie by myself because my wife has already said that she will not go because it is three hours long. I think I kind of scarred her earlier this year when we went to see Aquaman and Bumblebee in the same day. So I think she's a little afraid of moving. I do have to take her to see us, though, because she wants to go see that. But I'll be going to Avengers Endgame. You guys know we're going to do a review on it. Um, we're going to have a good time. But so I, I really don't have any theories. I, I, I just, I just want to see what's going to happen. That's where my mind is. I want to know and see what's going to happen, and I want to be able to breathe it in and watch it as it goes without any prior spoilers or hints or anything like that. I'm not even looking at the pictures of the Lego uh, figures, uh, if you know, because those are big spoilers. But I'm going to let my man Alex go first. Man, tell me what you're thinking about Avengers Endgame. Okay, so... I, 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 my my comments are going to be kind of twofold. So, like Malcolm, I haven't watched any explainer videos. I've actually strayed away from trailer reactions. I've strayed away from, you know, people who, like, screenshot little things that they see and uh, from the different trailers. Like, I've strayed away from a, uh, essentially everything that could potentially tell me more about this movie. I've said on Facebook, I've been very loud on Facebook, very loud on Instagram and Twitter. Listen, I'm just ready to buy my tickets. Like, I put money aside, like, all jokes aside. I put money aside. So when April 2nd gets here, by the way, this is an exclusive right here on Fandom Talk. April 2nd is when they will release the, the, the tickets for Avengers Endgame, according to reports in a recent source that I just interviewed. Okay? Yo. Personally, I cannot wait. So I've strayed straight away from all of the, uh, all of the you know fandom talk and all the other fandom BS that's going on amongst YouTube and other creators that are, that are basically theorizing this movie. Now, here are my predictions of what I think about this movie. I've said me and Malcolm have had this conversation multiple times. I've had this conversation with others as well. You know, virtually in the trailers, they ultimately have showed us nothing that we haven't seen before. I said, you know, people are going to go see this movie even if they didn't market this movie with trailers. Like, if every trailer was 30 seconds, bro, we just saw, like, an image of Tony Stark. Everybody was still going to see this movie. And I, and I say this, I say that to say this, because Infinity War was the best marketing tool for Endgame. Like, I, I firmly believe that if there were no marketing for this movie, all they would have to do is just show us the marketing stuff from Infinity War of how we saw our heroes die. And essentially that's what they did. And everybody is pumped up to see this movie. Now my theory is for this for this uh for this film is that all the trailers that we've seen, T V spot features, they're all lies. 
All of it is lies. The only two things that I believe from these trailers is Tony Stark actually being stuck and them walking around in those white and red suits. But everything that we've seen is a lie. And I'm going to tell you why it's a lie. Because we saw multiple scenes in Infinity War that was a lie. I.e., the group of Avengers running in Wakanda. That never happened. We, and we also saw Thanos fighting the Avengers with only two Affinity Stones, alluding to the fact that maybe we wouldn't see the snap in, in Infinity War, but we all know how that ended. We did see the snap, and he had all of the stones. I firmly believe that every freaking scene that we have seen with Captain America tighten his shoe, shield, that's not in the movie. I firmly believe that, you know, uh, 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 Captain America talking to, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Agent Romanoff, Black Widow. I firmly believe that's not in the movie like it's being shown. There's a couple things that I do believe, like Ant-Man standing outside of the Avengers saying, hey, let me in. And uh, we see Ant-Man for the first time, like, walking around seeing all the missing signs, posters. I do believe that th those certain things we'll see in the film. But for what we have seen from these trailers, it's all a lie, guys. It's not real. I don't believe it. Russo said that they would only show us 15 minutes of the film at best in trailers. And I'm telling you, I am telling you here on Phantom Talk, they'll probably release a new trailer showing us more footage on April 2nd. And then at the end of that trailer, it's going to say, you can buy your tickets now. According to the person that I just interviewed, that he has some sources saying that, listen, this is this is a done deal. This is, this is going to happen. Which I believe him that we will see tickets sold. As far as the trailer, I don't know. But I will say this. As my other prediction, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, uh, people also speculate that Shuri and a couple other people are still alive. But let's, let's, let's talk about Shuri for a second. And me and Malcolm have had this conversation before about a couple of days ago. Um, and, you know, people are saying that they don't believe that Shuri is dead. Yo, Shuri's gone, guys. She's gone. She's gone. The reason why I say she's gone and would confirm this for me is not necessarily the poster where it says Avenge the Fallen. It's the fact that uh, I saw something on Twitter where somebody tweeted the actor who plays Sherry, and uh, in a nutshell, she said, but she took it down. In a nutshell, the girl who tweeted, the, girl, the actor who plays Sherry, she said, you know, are you really dead in Avengers Endgame? And she said, and she said, a little bit, uh, for a little bit, I am. And then she deleted the tweet. So, personally, I think she's gone, guys. Like, she, she's gone. Unless, obviously, you know, with movies, someone who's actually done movies, you shoot a lot of, you know, a lot of extra scenes that you can put in to make the narrative your own narrative. So, there's a lot of things that they can change. Keep in mind, they shot this movie literally two years ago. So, this movie was already done by the time, well, almost done by the time uh, Infinity War came out. So Russo Brothers knew what they wanted to do with this movie. So I think Shuri's gone, guys. I don't think she's coming back until we figure out how to bring our heroes back. Another theory that I had that I've seen floating around online that, you know, Falcon or Bucky's going to take on the mantle of Captain America, which is believable because it does happen in the comic books, but I don't really think that like that's going to happen. The reason why I said I don't think that's going to happen is because 
two things. Captain America may die or he may retire. I don't think that Bucky or Falcon are just going to say, you know what, I'm going to be the new Captain America. No, I, I don't. I, I, I just think he's going to be Bucky, and I also think he's going to be Falcon. Keep in mind, they even said they're doing a Bucky and Falcon TV series. So I think that kind of alleviates the fact that they're going to be doing, they're going to be, one of them, if not both of them, are going to be Captain America. And the last theory that I had or prediction that I have for this movie, you know, how are we going to basically reverse the snap? People are saying time travel. People are saying the quantum realm. People are saying, you know, they're going to, re- Tony's going to fix the gauntlet and re-snap. Here's my theory of how we're going to get back. I really think the quantum realm is the key because those suits that those guys, that the Avengers are wearing in the comic books, they were made for the quantum realm. Now in the quantum realm, you can go back into time. People are saying that when Thanos is a snap, all the people who have vanished are actually in the quantum realm because outside of the, the universe and space, where else could those bodies go? They're, they, they, Aside from them, they, they they didn't die, all die and go to heaven. Like, I, we can't even establish if, he, if heaven or hell are real in this universe. But for the sake of the argument, let's just say that they are real. You know, personally, if they did die, obviously they'll be in one or two places. Heaven or hell or in the quantum realm. I personally think they're stuck in the quantum realm somewhere. And there isn't any travel, time travel um, involved. They have to go to a certain pocket universe to find them, grab them, and bring them all back for a final battle. So I'm super excited for this movie. I can't wait to buy this movie. I set my reminder for my tickets on Fandango and on AMC. So I'm ready. I'm ready. And, you know, that's my, those are my theories for that, for this particular movie. <clears throat> they could be in the, uh, Walmart, too. Stuck in the, uh, in the food section. You never know where they're at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, my man, Kevin, what about you, man? Well, you know, um, I agree that they're, they're, they didn't have to put out a trailer for this movie at all. Like you said, the, the best trailer they had was the previous movie. Um, but then again, you know, it's, it's, they, they did put stuff out, and I think there are a lot of misdirects in the trailers that they put out. Um, the only thing I'm, um, I'm thinking that the Quantum Rail may, may definitely come into play uh, at some point in this film, I'm thinking the souls could be inside the soul world, inside the soul stone if they choose to follow the thread from the comic books. Uh, that is his own place. That's where Adam Warlock and Pip Patrol and several other people tend to hang out. Um, so there's a, a universe in there. And uh, after Thanos acquired the soul stone and he went back and talked to, you know, Baby Gamora or whatnot, that could have been that place. I don't, I don't know for, for certain. Uh, that's where he was. But either way, um, I think the fact that the people on those planets turned to ash and did not just drop dead lets us know that they are somewhere, whether that's Quantum Realm, Soul World, Heaven, Hell, Walmart, the DMV, don't really matter, right? All those souls went somewhere. And I think that whatever our heroes are doing, uh, and I know this kind of goes without saying, is going to be to undo whatever he did. Now, whether that's going to Nita Valir, grabbing the other gauntlet <clears throat> or another gauntlet or whatever, or that's Tony Stark doing something, or that's this or that's that, I think the highway to which they get to that destination would be the quantum realm. But either way, one thing that I, I've kind of 
resign myself to doing is not going in there expecting a lot. So I'm going to hit on this real quick. A lot of people are putting out these videos and trying to tie in everybody into this movie. I just don't think that's what this is. I think this is the heroes that we know and love wrapping up the first 10 years of the MCU. I think Captain Marvel is your big addition to the team this year. Um, and I think we're going to see the heroes that we know and love. Like I, I'm not expecting to see Silver Surfer and Galactus in this movie. You know, I'm expecting to see maybe one or two Marvel cosmic entities. Maybe maybe we get, uh, you know, Eternity, or maybe we get the Living Tribunal or, or somebody like that. But I'm not expecting this thing to go completely cosmic and have an audience that's been following these movies for all these years who know absolutely nothing about all these big characters um, to, to come into play. I think we'll have a nice, fun, enjoyable, action-packed movie but I just don't think all these crazy theory videos about how Wolverine's going to be there, like, stop it. Just stop it. I, we're not doing all that. I am completely 100% okay with any celestial being or anybody they want to bring in, but I've been reading comic books for over 30 years. I know who they are. I'm just thinking about kids like my son and, and other folks who just know the movies, right? And you start dropping these folks in there without an explanation, and it starts to get a little bit bigger than I think they may want it to be. So that's kind of what, where I'm keeping my expectations. Now, if they do pull that stuff off and drop some of these folks in the movie, I'm happy with it. But I'm just thinking about what, what they've done so far. Um, and, and, again, those trailers, huge misdirect. I mean, you can look at the trailer breakdowns. They're even changing the coloring in some of the trailers. They, you know, so as it comes along, you know, they, you know we're going to have scenes that, that just aren't in the movie. So uh, I'm happy about it. Infinity War is my favorite comic book movie of all time, as, as with most people. Um, and it, it's for various reasons, but I'm just hoping they continue that thread and let's wrap this thing up and see what they got for us next. Most definitely, most definitely, man. It, it, it's going to be an event within itself. Um, I'm, I'm no, I know I'm excited. I really am. But, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. We have thoroughly enjoyed you guys on the return of Fandom Talk. Look forward to seeing us more with this show. We're going to have an amazing time. This is going to branch off into something great. Greatness is coming with what we're doing here. Before we go, I'm letting the guys flood themselves. Kevin, where can everybody find you? Hey, you can find me at Kevin Garlington on Facebook or at Hubster Picks on IG and Hubster Picks on Facebook. All right, man. Alex, what's up, man? You guys can find me on Momentum Media on YouTube. You can also find me on Instagram at Mr. Alex Hampton. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Alex Hampton. And you can also find my Momentum Media Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Momentum Media. And, guys, you know who we are. We're F-A-N-D-O-M-S-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. We're all over social media. Right here on YouTube where you're watching this. Also on Facebook where this is being broadcasted. And pretty soon we're coming to SoundCloud. You just wait on that. We're coming, baby. We're coming. And we're also on Instagram as well. We're having a good time here. I hope you guys enjoy. And as I always say, we'll see you guys in another video.